0: John chapter 7 and verse 37 to 39, or 37 to 39 if you don't come from Yorkshire. (laughs) On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty, is there anybody thirsty? Okay, well why aren't you going to him then? (laughs) Come to me and drink. So, so there's a number of instructions there, first of all you've got to be thirsty, then you've got to go to him, and then you've got to learn how to drink. Lots of people go to Jesus but they don't drink, but we'll talk about how we drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So Jesus is talking to people who are thirsty, and you might be thirsty for all sorts of things. But deep down you're thirsty for things that affect your internal state, your internal self. Deep down you're thirsty to know that you're not alone. You're thirsty to know whether you're loved or not. And you're thirsty to know this pain that's on the inside to go away. That's what you're thirsty and hungry for. You're thirsty and hungry to lose those things that are painful to you. And you're thirsty to know that you're part of a family, that you're loved, that you're precious, all those things. And so Jesus says, if that's you then you've got to go to Jesus and drink from him. And if you believe it in, rivers of living water will flow from within you. Well, we've seen what rivers can do, haven't we? But I'm not sure many of us have experienced a river. We've more experienced a dribble. You know when you go to a really nice hotel and you, th- you look at the shower and you're like, oh, that's going to be amazing. And then you get in it and you're like, What? And this big massive shower head comes out and you may as well have just kind of poured a bottle over your head. And if you've already got shampoo, I mean it's not a problem for me, but if you've already got <laughs> shampoo on your hair, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to be late for breakfast now. <laughs> well, I think many Christians experience Jesus like that. They think there's a big shower and they look at him and they hear about him and they're ready to get drenched and then they experience this kind of dribble. And I think lots of people experience Jesus like that. But Jesus said that there can be rivers of living water flowing from within you. So it's meant to come from within you, even though church in general has created a culture where it comes from outside of you. Which is why everybody makes money out of putting conferences on and creating environments because if you just run to the right place and the right place and the right environment and create the right culture, then it's going to come from outside you, which it does. But it's meant to come from within you to outside you. That's how it's meant to be. And some of those things are wonderful and good, but actually, the truth of the Christian faith is you are meant to know a river. A deep river that causes impact wherever it goes. It's meant to cause impact. And again, you've seen the impact that rivers can do. So, according to the the reality is you are meant to, your thirst is meant to get transformed to an overflow, which is then, of course, meant to feed everybody else's thirst. That's the idea. That actually you are meant to quench other people's thirst. But if you've not learned to have a river coming out of you, if you've only had a dribble, you're not going to feed anybody else's thirst because there's not even enough for you. And so a lot of it is about learning to drink. Let's go to John chapter 14, verses 15 to 18. So this is Jesus and he's promising the Holy Spirit. I will ask the Father, verse 16, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever the spirit of truth the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he lives with you you know him This is to these disciples he's not died yet but he says to his disciples you know him which is pretty amazing because everybody thinks the Holy Spirit turned up at Pentecost in Acts after he died but actually back in John chapter 14 before he's died he goes oh no you know him you've got him you know him For he lives with you and will be in you. I won't leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So Jesus says, I'm going to send you somebody else. It's the Greek word parakletos. It means helper. Somebody who is called in alongside to help. Called in alongside to help. Not to do it for you, but to help her. He's a helper. And that's the best meaning of the word helper. Somebody who is called in alongside to help. And so he also defines him as a, it can be a, a comforter, a counselor, a helper. He says he's "Never leave you." He says, "I'm not going to let you not be without care or instructions, but actually, I am going to fully provide for everything that you need, and what you need is going to live in you." So let's go to John chapter 20. And verses 19 to 22. So they're together, Jesus appears, says peace, because he's just walked through a wall, so they're a bit freaked out. And Jesus says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, their sins are forgiven. If you'd not forgive them, they're not forgiven. But what's key is this, he breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. But this is not Acts chapter 1 where... If you know the, a bit about the Bible, the, there's a rushing wind and fire appears and all sorts of stuff happens. This is John chapter 20, where he breathes on him and says, receive the Holy Spirit. And it's the breathing thing that's really important, because if you go back to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, you find that God does what on Adam? He breathes on him. He breathes on him. And, but God didn't breathe on any other animals. And they all lived. So he, he can't have been giving him CPR. He won't like doing chest compressions to get him going. He was breathing on him, actually, the the life of God, the spirit of God. He he breathed his own spirit into him and made him in his own image in that way. So what happens is that in John chapter 20, Jesus is breathing life into him. He's, He's almost breathing resurrection life back into him. As he does, they enter what we now know has been saved. Right, or, or coming to know Jesus, or saying yes to Jesus, or whatever you want to call it, effectively he goes, Okay, now, now you're, you're a Christian now, is what we call it in 2020, or a follower of Jesus, or a lover of Jesus, or whatever you want to call it. And he breathes in him because he goes, Okay, now, now we're going back to where we were. We breathed, and then you got it all wrong, and there had to be separation, but now we're back to where we were. My spirit's living fully on the inside of you in all its fullness. In all its fullness so then you've got to go whap an axe then if, if God's already Jesus is breathing them and they've received the Holy Spirit then and suddenly have this incredible power if you forgive the sins of anyone their sins are forgiven if you don't forgive them they're not forgiven like suddenly they've got some new responsibilities going on that's interesting but then axe comes along and it says that God well let's go let's go to Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 to 4 When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Pentecost just means 50, so it's 50, is this right? It's 50 days after Jesus died, isn't it? Yeah. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to. Now first of all, don't get caught up in the wind and the fire. This is a writer he was trying to express something that he can't really express. Because sometimes when we think about the Holy Spirit, we get all caught up in the external things. And we think it's got to be all these external things that are going on. No, listen, look, it says, doesn't it? A sound like the blowing of a violent wind. This is a writer using metaphor to try and express what happened. And and what seemed to be tongues of fire. In other words, I don't really know what I saw, but I know I've got to try and somehow express this to you. So it wasn't like everybody were walking around with a candle on their head, and they weren't a big fan in the room, but this person's trying to go, how do I, how do I express what just happened? Because it's way beyond my language and my understanding and what I've known. So it's a bit like this. And then we get caught up in fire and wind. And we have conferences about the fire and the wind coming. And what's that all about? First of all, it already came. So don't get caught up in those external things. But it does seem that when you say yes to Jesus, when you go, Jesus, I realise, living with you is just the best way to live, then the Holy Spirit comes and fills you. In fact, in Ephesians and chapter 1, verse 13, it says that we have the Holy Spirit as a deposit, as our guarantee, guaranteeing us. But then it seems there's a whole other place Whereby we also received the Holy Spirit. And one of the marks of that, one of the marks, is that they began to speak in other languages. Now, it seems if you read the story that this was not, this was an understandable language. Because it says later on uh, in verse six, um, they were stay- five, staying in Jerusalem, God fearing Jews from every nation. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together because each one heard their own language being spoken. So initially it was the ability to speak a different, it'd be like something I can speak Spanish wonderfully or Romanian wonderfully or French even better than I can naturally. And I don't quite know how or when it happened, but I also know there is a a heavenly language. And, And in Christian circles we've called this tongues, which just sounds a bit weird really. It's just another language. It's a heavenly language. And I realized that I don't sing in English very often anymore. I don't sing in English very often, really. Most of the time, I use the heavenly language God has given me. And that's what enables me to get out of my head and into my spirit. Because it's like a language that your spirit speaks somehow. And I've learned as I've gone on ever since I was introduced, my experience of this was I was doing an alpha course in a church that didn't really kind of uh, think this was still a thing yet we did an Alpha Weekend with the Holy Spirit Weekend even though it wasn't a thing but someday a, a beautiful Romanian lady um, uh, kind of knew it was a thing and so she's, she knew I was hungry so she went Adam come here so I remember it plainly we were in church on the Ways building and we were hid under the reception desk so nobody saw us as she <laughs> prayed for the Holy Spirit for me honestly that's what happened and I'm sat there going I just thought it was great because I'm like okay this is cool and I'm like going. <laughs> like is that it? Okay. And nothing specifically wonderful happened, I didn't suddenly go, Ram Bada no None of that happened and not I just kinda of went, okay, I just thought we're cool that this woman said, Hey Adam, come on, we'll we'll pray. And then I went back in the meeting and sat there like, haha, you don't know. <laughs> My point is this. I think there is a moment when you say yes to Jesus and then there's a moment when he continually fills you but there is, there is like a, a first moment when you experience a whole new sense of his love as well and a whole new sense of his healing and one of the things that he often gives uh, is an ability to speak a different language a heavenly language and what I've realised is like so when I, when I worship now, I often start off in a, so I can consciously speak a heaven, heavenly language that's given to me by the Holy Spirit. And it's beautiful because it takes me to a whole different place. It gets me out of my head and it gets me into my spirit. But what I've learned the more I've gone on with Jesus is I speak like tons of different heavenly languages. I get new ones every week sometimes. This morning I'm stood there I'm going, and I, 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 can't, I can't consciously do it because it's just a thing in the moment as it happens. And I'm like, all I know is when I do it, something happens and I'm like, fucking egg. Like, I just know God's there, man. But if you've never had that first experience, it, it, your head gets in the way. And it gets a bit difficult and it just, you know, you start to think about all sorts of different things. And, and I suppose that's what did it meant. You remember two weeks ago when I looked at Adam and I saw he, That's what he meant. I don't worship from my head anymore, I worship from my spirit. And it's taken me a long time to get in that place. A lot of getting out of my own head to get into that place. But actually, it only took me by each day just going, okay, I might only know. I remember at first I knew like four words. I could just say like a few little words in this heavenly language. And I'd just repeat them over and 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 over. And over, and and I'd just keep going. And then I'd get another one. I'd go, oh, oh, I've got another word. It's so good. (laughs) And like, I'd just keep going. But what I realise now is that more and more I'm living from that place. And I'm less and less living from my head and more and more I'm living from my spirit and it just becomes like normal somehow. And it sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? If it's like a new thing, it sounds all a bit weird. But let's just put it this way. Would you like more love in your life? Would you like to know that love more and more? Would you like it not to be a a passing thing that comes and goes, depending on all sorts of different things? Because really, that's... His spirit is just an expression of who He is, which is His love for you, and His heart for you. So, how do we drink? Well, I suppose... This is how we drink, is it? Lots of people do this with Jesus. They find Jesus or something. And then they sit there and like And then they wonder why not it's different. But you have to actively receive water into you. You have to actively kind of suck. And then you've got to swallow. There's, a, there's an activity about it. But it's not, it's like in your spirit. And if you All you've got to do is give your spirit permission to overtake your head. That's, it's literally that simple. You've just got to go, all right, my mind doesn't really get it. It sounds a bit weird, but I do like the idea of knowing love a bit more, and I like the idea of being filled with his love a bit more, and I like the idea of communicating a bit more. So my mind, you are going to check out right now, and spirit, you are going to take over. I, spirit, I give you permission to take over, and I receive what God's got. And then... You don't make any precondition on what it looks like, sounds like, or feels like. Because that's the other thing. Because you go, I know what's going to happen. All right, well, you just lost it right there. Right there, you lost it straight away. As soon as you decide what it looks like, feels like, sounds like, then you've lost it straight away. You just go, okay, well, I, do I, do I, I just want something good. All right, I've taught for longer than I said with the kids. Sorry, kids. But I, I would like to pray. But I particularly want to pray for people who have never experienced that before ever that's what I want to pray for so um, if you have never really experienced that sense of just it's always been a head thing for you maybe you've never been able to speak in a, in a, a different heavenly language although that's not the be all and end all but I'd, I'd love to pray for you it'd be nice to do that wouldn't it ok and the rest of you can just enjoy being with him so Musicians, do you want to come up? I don't quite know how we're going to do this, but I just felt like I've not done it in a little while and I'd like to...